North Carolina gained an extra congressional seat after the 2020 census, which meant that the North Carolina state legislature had to draw a new district map to rearrange its growing population into 14 districts instead of the previous 13. The new map was challenged in state court for partisan gerrymandering at the hands of the Republican-led state legislature in charge of the redistricting process. Subsequently, in February 2022, the North Carolina Supreme Court found that the new map violated, among other things, the state constitution's free elections clause. When the state legislature presented the court with a second map, the same court found that the second map was also gerrymandered, and therefore the court ordered that a special master create a third non-gerrymandered map. So the North Carolina legislature asked the United States Supreme Court to review the state Supreme Court's decision based on the argument that the United States Constitution's Elections Clause gives sole power to state legislatures to regulate federal elections. Despite what any of the state's constitution or the state's laws or the state's courts might say. This highly controversial idea is known as the independent state legislature theory. Legal experts claim that if the court holds that this theory is in fact constitutional law, state legislatures will have the power to send any slate of presidential electors they wish to the electoral college, no matter whom the voters actually choose in a presidential election. The constitutional question before the court in this case was whether the U.S. Constitution provides the state legislature sole authority to regulate federal elections regardless of what any state's constitution, laws, or courts might say. In a decision that many legal experts and political scientists consider to be one of the most consequential Supreme Court decisions in American history, I give you the June 27, 2023 opinion of the court in Moore v. Harper. Chief Justice Roberts delivered the opinion of the court, in which Justices Sotomayor, Kagan, Kavanaugh, Barrett, and Jackson joined. Justice Kavanaugh filed a concurring opinion. Justice Thomas filed a dissenting opinion in which Justice Gorsuch joined, and which Justice Alito joined as to Part 1. Several groups of plaintiffs challenged North Carolina's congressional districting map as an impermissible partisan gerrymander. The plaintiffs brought claims under North Carolina's Constitution, which provides that all elections shall be free. Relying on that provision, as well as the state constitution's equal protection, free speech, and free assembly clauses, the North Carolina Supreme Court found in favor of the plaintiffs and struck down the legislature's map. The court concluded that North Carolina's legislature deliberately drew the state's congressional map to favor Republican candidates. 
In drawing the state's congressional map, North Carolina's legislature exercised authority under the Elections Clause of the Federal Constitution, which expressly requires the legislature of each state to prescribe the times, places, and manner of federal elections. We decide today whether that clause vests state legislatures with authority to set rules governing federal elections free from restrictions imposed under state law. Part 1. The Elections Clause provides the times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof, but the Congress may at any time by law make or alter such regulations, except as to the places of choosing senators. The clause imposes on state legislatures the duty to prescribe rules governing federal elections. It also guards against the possibility that a state would refuse to provide for the election of representatives by authorizing Congress to prescribe its own rules. Section A The 2020 decennial census showed that North Carolina's population had increased by nearly one million people, entitling the state to an additional seat in its federal congressional delegation. Following those results, North Carolina's General Assembly set out to redraw the state's congressional districts. The General Assembly also drafted new maps for the state's legislative districts, including the State House and the State Senate. In November 2021, the Assembly enacted three new maps, each passed along party lines. Shortly after the new maps became law, several groups of plaintiffs including the North Carolina League of Conservation Voters, Common Cause, and Individual Voters, sued in state court. The plaintiffs asserted that each map constituted an impermissible partisan gerrymander in violation of the North Carolina Constitution. At trial before a three-judge panel of the Wake County Superior Court, the plaintiffs presented expert testimony and other evidence to support their claims that North Carolina's General Assembly drew state legislative and federal congressional maps to favor Republican candidates. The trial court agreed, finding that the General Assembly's 2021 congressional districting map was a partisan outlier intentionally and carefully designed to maximize Republican advantage in North Carolina's congressional delegation. But the court denied relief, reasoning that the partisan gerrymandering claims amounted to political questions that are non-justiciable under the North Carolina Constitution. The North Carolina Supreme Court reversed, holding that the legislative defendants violated state law beyond a reasonable doubt by enacting maps that constituted partisan gerrymanders. It also rejected the trial court's conclusion that partisan gerrymandering claims present a non-justiciable political question. The court acknowledged our decision in Rucho v. Common Cause, which held that partisan gerrymandering claims present political questions beyond the reach of the federal courts.
but simply because the Supreme Court has concluded partisan gerrymandering claims are non-justiciable in federal courts, the court explained. It does not follow that they are non-justiciable in North Carolina courts. The state Supreme Court also rejected the argument that the elections clause in the federal constitution vests exclusive and independent authority in state legislatures to draw congressional maps. After holding that the 2021 districting maps substantially infringe upon plaintiffs' fundamental right to equal voting power, the court struck down the maps and remanded the case to the trial court to oversee the redrawing of the maps by the General Assembly, or if necessary, by the court. The court entered judgment on February 15, 2022. Two days later, the General Assembly adopted a remedial congressional redistricting plan. But the trial court rejected that plan and adopted, in its place, interim maps developed by several special masters for use in the 2022 North Carolina congressional elections. On February 25, 2022, the legislative defendants filed an emergency application in this court citing the Elections Clause and requesting a stay of the North Carolina Supreme Court's decision. We declined to issue emergency relief, but later granted certiorari. Section B. Following our grant of certiorari, the North Carolina Supreme Court heard an appeal concerning the trial court's remedial order. In December 2022, the court issued a decision affirming in part, reversing in part, and remanding the case. As relevant, it agreed with the trial court's determination that the General Assembly's remedial congressional plan fell short of the requirements set forth in Harper 1. The legislative defendants sought rehearing, requesting that the North Carolina Supreme Court withdraw its remedial opinion in Harper 2. They also asked the court to overrule its decision in Harper 1, although they conceded that doing so would not negate the force of its order striking down the 2021 plans. The North Carolina Supreme Court granted rehearing in Harper II, and we ordered the parties to submit supplemental briefing concerning our jurisdiction over this case in light of that decision. Following the parties' submission of supplemental briefs in this court, the North Carolina Supreme Court issued a decision granting the requests made by the legislative defendants. The court withdrew its opinion in Harper II concerning the remedial maps and overruled its decision in Harper I. Relying on our decision in Rucho and on a renewed look at the constitutional provisions at issue, the court repudiated Harper I's conclusion that partisan gerrymandering claims are justiciable under the North Carolina Constitution. The North Carolina Supreme Court dismissed the plaintiff's claims with prejudice, but it did not reinstate the 2021 congressional plans that Harper I had struck down under the North Carolina Constitution. Instead, the court provided the General Assembly with the, quote, opportunity to enact a new set of legislative and congressional redistricting plans guided by federal law, the objective constraints in Article 2, 
Sections 3 and 5 of the North Carolina Constitution, and this opinion, unquote. The court did not revisit Harper One's conclusion that the Federal Elections Clause does not shield state legislatures from review by state courts for compliance with state constitutional provisions. We invited the parties to submit additional supplemental briefs addressing the effect of the court's decision on our jurisdiction. Part 2 Before turning to the merits, we must determine as a threshold matter that we have jurisdiction. The Constitution provides for our jurisdiction over cases and controversies. That constitutional requirement ensures that the parties before us retain a personal stake in the litigation. As a corollary to this case or controversy requirement, there must exist a dispute at all stages of review, not merely at the time the complaint is filed. Mootness doctrine addresses whether an intervening circumstance has deprived the plaintiff of a personal stake in the outcome of the lawsuit. The North Carolina Supreme Court's decision to withdraw Harper II and overrule Harper I does not moot this case. The plaintiffs here sought to enjoin the use of the 2021 plans enacted by the legislative defendants. Harper I granted that relief and, in doing so, rejected the Elections Clause defense at issue before us. Prior to both the appeal and rehearing proceedings in Harper II, the North Carolina Supreme Court had already entered the judgment and issued the mandate in Harper I. And the time during which the defendants could seek rehearing as to that judgment had long since passed. Recognizing this reality, the legislative defendants did not ask the North Carolina Supreme Court to disturb the judgment in Harper I as part of the rehearing proceedings. They instead acknowledged that they would remain bound by Harper I's decision in joining the use of the 2021 plans. The North Carolina Supreme Court overruled Harper I, thereby granting the specific relief requested by the legislative defendants. As a result, Partisan gerrymandering claims are no longer justiciable under the state's constitution. But although the defendants may now draw new congressional maps, they agree that the North Carolina Supreme Court overruled only the reasoning of Harper I and did not disturb its judgment, nor alter the presently operative statutes of North Carolina. In other words, although partisan gerrymandering claims are no longer viable under the North Carolina Constitution, the North Carolina Supreme Court has done nothing to alter the effect of the judgment in Harper I in joining the use of the 2021 maps. As a result, the legislative defendant's path to complete relief runs through this court. Were we to reverse the judgment in Harper I, a step not taken by the North Carolina Supreme Court, the 2021 plans enacted by the legislative defendants would again take effect. The parties accordingly continue to have a personal stake in the ultimate disposition of the lawsuit. A North Carolina statute with specific application to this proceeding 
confirms that the controversy before us remains live. Under state law, if the United States Supreme Court reverses the decision in Harper 1, the 2021 maps will again become effective. We have previously found such trigger provisions in North Carolina, no less, sufficient to avoid mootness under Article 3. We also have jurisdiction to review the judgment in Harper 1 under 28 U.S.C. Section 1257A. That statute provides this court's exercise of jurisdiction over final judgments or decrees rendered by the highest court of a state in which a decision could be had. We have, however, recurringly encountered situations in which the highest court of a state has finally determined the federal issue present in a particular case, but in which there are further proceedings in the lower state courts to come. Cox Broadcasting delineated at least four categories of such cases in which the court has treated the decision on the federal issue as a final judgment for the purposes of 28 U.S.C. Section 1257, despite additional proceedings anticipated in the lower state courts. As relevant, the second category includes those cases in which the federal issue, finally decided by the highest court in the state, will survive and require decision regardless of the outcome of future state court proceedings. Harper 1 fits within this second category of cases described in Cox Broadcasting. By striking down the 2021 congressional plans enacted by the General Assembly, Harper 1 finally decided the federal issue whether the Elections Clause insulates state legislatures from review by state courts for compliance with state law. That issue both has survived and requires decision because subsequent proceedings have neither altered Harper One's analysis of the federal issue nor negated the effect of its judgment striking down the 2021 plans. In its decision overruling Harper One, the North Carolina Supreme Court, in fact, reaffirmed that it retains the authority to review congressional districting plans for compliance with state law. That the North Carolina Supreme Court overruled Harper 1 does not affect the judgment in that case for purposes of Section 1257A. The race judicata consequences of a final, unappealed judgment on the merits are not altered by the fact that the judgment may have been wrong or rested on a legal principle subsequently overruled in another case. The North Carolina Supreme Court has said much the same. That court did not purport to alter or amend in any way the judgment in Harper 1. In short, the record before us shows that Harper 1 finally decided the Elections Clause issue, which has survived subsequent proceedings in the North Carolina Supreme Court, such that it continues to require decision by this court. Justice Thomas sees it differently. He correctly observes that the North Carolina Supreme Court has now dismissed the plaintiff's claims with prejudice. He posits, therefore, that the legislative defendants are not injured by the judgment of Harper 1. 
but the record before us belies that notion. Harper won enjoined the use of the 2021 maps in subsequent elections in North Carolina. Well after the time for seeking rehearing as to that judgment passed, the legislative defendants instead sought rehearing with respect to Harper II, a distinct decision concerning remedies. The defendants steadfastly maintained in rehearing proceedings before the North Carolina Supreme Court that overruling Harper I would not negate the force of its order striking down the 2021 plans. With those concessions on the record, the North Carolina Supreme Court issued its decision overruling Harper I and, by contrast, withdrawing its decision in Harper II and mirroring their representations before the North Carolina Supreme Court, the legislative defendants now maintain in this court that they continue to remain bound by the judgment in Harper I. In an effort to cast doubt on these consistent representations by the injured party before us, Justice Thomas contends that the legislative defendants have already received complete relief because nothing now prevents the implementation of the 2021 maps. For the reasons stated above, that would come as a surprise to both the legislative defendants and the North Carolina Supreme Court. The dissent also emphasizes that several of the plaintiffs contest our jurisdiction, but that has been their position from the very beginning, and it did not prevent our granting certiorari. The concessions offered by the legislative defendants as part of the rehearing proceedings, the recent opinion issued by the North Carolina Supreme Court, and the legislative defendants' briefing in this court all tell the same story. Harper One continues to enjoin the use of the 2021 maps. Following the dissent's logic and dismissing this case as moot, would foreclose the one path to full relief available to the legislative defendants, a decision by this court reversing the judgment in Harper I. This court has before it a judgment issued by a state's highest court that adjudicates a federal constitutional issue. The defendants did not ask the North Carolina Supreme Court to vacate that judgment, that court did not purport to do so, and the defendants now concede that they remain bound by it. Cox Broadcasting considered our exercise of jurisdiction where the federal issue will survive and require decision regardless of the outcome of future state court proceedings. Unlike cases in which we must anticipate what the future might hold, we now know the resolution of the anticipated state court proceedings. The record shows that Harper I finally decided the Elections Clause question. The judgment in that case continues to bind the parties before us, and the 2021 congressional maps would again take effect in North Carolina were we to reverse. Accordingly, we have jurisdiction under both Article Three and Section 1257A. 
We've come to the end of part one of this opinion, but don't worry, next episode will pick up right where this episode left off. Until then, thanks for listening to What SCOTUS Wrote Us.